And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you again. Today we are joined by a very special guest, Mike Jokum from Pit Lane Parlay. You may have seen him or heard of Pit Lane Parlay on Twitter. They also have another great IndyCard pod- podcast, in case you've heard of it before. Um, Mike, welcome to the Gay Racing Podcast. Thank you so much for joining joining us today. Um, before we get started, um, what do you want the viewer, anybody that doesn't know you yet, um, what would you how would you kind of describe yourself what do you do exactly in the industry um yeah. any everything you do at pilot and parlay um yeah so i'm a lifelong race fan years years and years ago my dad worked part-time for indycar my grandpa great grandpa worked for usac so you know kind of up in the pennsylvania area around racing and nazareth speedway and pocono so you know, love the sport mm-hmm. um i started pit lane parlay Six years ago, originally it was like just IndyCar, and as we were talking about before the show, my you guys' best friend Joseph Newgarden was our very first guest, and that went from like, was he? This is like kind of like a hobby to like, (laughs) oh shit, you know, getting a lot of attention now, and I mean the show was pretty awful back then compared to what it is now, but you know we do IndyCar, we do Formula One, we do some IMSA, some WEC overseas, and. I mean, if anybody ever just wants to talk racing and they don't have like a big racing friend group, just like message me. I'll always talk racing. So that's awesome. Yeah, you know, we're doing a lot. We do so many different shows, and you know, our we added Sarah as a part-time co-host this year when she's able to join in with her busy life. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, every week, pretty much year-round, you can listen to us babble on about something. Yeah, because I'm well, looking. Have, uh... Sorry, you go ahead. Don't you have David Malukas as a co-host oh. for some episodes too? How, how could I forget <laughs> the fact I have an IndyCar driver as a co-host? <laughs> yeah, his fake congra- con- contractual agreement is once once a month. Usually, it's just me texting him, "Hey, can you join next week? What day works?" It's very informal and, uh, but a lot of fun. I didn't know how it would kind of like turn out because you know we had a lot of just with the show in the last year or two and i mean it's been super awesome i was just looking at our download numbers today and we're almost what is it march 6th we are about 80 percent to the way of what we did for an entire year last year wow so that's, that's congratulations awesome. that's yeah, really impressive thank you. that's awesome yeah especially I'm, since I'm very the season the season just started um yeah, yeah. i'm not complaining i'm not complaining yeah that's I just, awesome. I, had, I was caught off guard when I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of looked up to you um, since, because I met you, we got to meet at Iowa when me and Alex were there. And, yeah. you know, you was on you was on the other side of the fence. You know, so I'm <laughs> like, ooh, okay. <laughs> so this Mike Jokum guy's a big deal, huh? <laughs> um, I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, you were on the other side of the fence. I'm just saying. Um, but speaking of the start of the IndyCar season, great time to have you on because it was obviously one of the best IndyCar season openers, just in terms of racing quality, in terms of drama. We have a lot to talk about today. It was not just a procedural oh, yes, race at St. Pete. It was it was a show. It honestly was probably the best of the races, all the races we had yesterday. Um. So, oh, Alex, I like, yeah. This was the best race by, like, centuries. Like, yes. the other two races were snooze fest. So... Yeah, IndyCar blew everyone else away yesterday. 100%. Yeah, the the only the St. Pete is always 
I was saying to my dad yesterday beforehand, like you pretty much know what to expect. Like I didn't watch practice closely because I'm like, all right, I know what I'm going to see on Sunday. Like give me the same, you know, two stop strategy, depending on fuel, et cetera, et cetera, lap one, and then it will settle down. And uh, I was wrong yesterday. Yesterday gave me shades of, I don't know if you guys remember 2020 when the race was in October and mm-hmm. the, pit car, the, the, the pace car ran out of fuel. Towards yeah. The that end. was like, like the championship finale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, no, that no. was a crazy it was, race. It was the round before the finale because I think Long Beach. It was Long Beach Championship finale. Or was well, Long Beach twenty twenty one? Anyway, I don't Long remember. Beach was it, was, it was toward the end. Yeah, yeah. It all merges okay. together. Yeah, because uh, that was Accurate. the that was the race. It was like raining almost, or it was about to. But yeah, um, but yeah, it did like it. A lot happened yesterday. I mean, they couldn't even get out of the first couple of corners without <laughs> just. We'll get to that that's later down on our outline, but um, the highlight of the race, though, the what everyone's talking about, Scott McLaughlin and Roman Grosjean, and I find it interesting that both of these guys were the obvious, you know, the two battling for the win. They came into the sport at basically the same time from um, different but similar backgrounds, different motorsports, um, coming the IndyCar, which is a little foreign to both of them. Um, both of them have, especially Scott, have acclimated to IndyCar very great. Both of them looking... Roman's looking for his first win in, like, a decade, just in anything. Um, Scott mm-hmm. McLaughlin, you know, Alex, that's his championship pick, right? So, um, yep. I mean, awesome battle for the lead. Climaxes with them coming off pit road, and then they both side-by-side into... I forgot what the turn number is, but um, into the turn, or in the tire barrier. Yeah. yeah. It was four. Like, that is... I hate to say it, it's almost, that's just the kind of, like, adversity an IndyCar race almost needs sometimes. I mean, that, mm-hmm. like, you love to see, especially for it just being the first race of the year, Alex, just two guys going for it like that. Yeah. And, you know, this whole race was just building up to this moment, because before this incident, they were, these two were racing nose to tail up front, and it was just like, oh, when are they going to pit? When are they going to pit? And it just ultimated all to this it, i loved it this was just awesome and them wrecking like that's honestly it's a cherry on top honestly because that's just when like, wrecking oh and racing is good the drama when it's wrecking because yeah. they're racing hard and not just like stupid yeah. stuff like that's that's yeah. great like it doesn't have the season long drama that f1 had a few years ago but it reminded me of a hamilton uh, verstappen incident yes you know, it was just like a race long drama and it comes down to them taking each other out. It's that it was awesome. I loved it. It was funny when they showed that like overhead shot of McLaughlin exiting the pits and Grosjean coming up. My dad looked over at me and he went, we're going to crash. And it's like, I, I, no I don't way. know. Like, no <laughs> way. And then they did. And like, didn't laugh that they crashed. We laughed because I was like. My dad is the type of guy who's like every year in baseball, it's like this guy's going to be great in spring training, and then like he sucks, and you never hear from him again. Mm-hmm. So he actually got this one right. So we we laughed very hard, but yeah, it was That's it was awesome. wild, yeah, very wild. Yeah, Scott was on those colder tires. He just came out of the pits, as you mentioned, and when they got side by side, I was like, someone's going to have to back out, and rightfully so, neither of them did. It's like you're going for a win, yeah. Like whoever came out of turn four and the lead was going to probably win this race. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the geniuses on Twitter were like, well, they sh- Scott should have just let him go by. And I'm like, oh, so <laughs> okay. you're just going to politely 
let him go by and lose the race. That's great strategy, Twitter. But I don't know. I loved it. I have so much respect for both of them for yeah. not backing out either. Yeah. And apparently like, they were like hugging after the race. Um, yeah. I yeah. heard. Yeah. Um, which I find that interesting. I, I think it makes sense because they both understand it's a racing incident. But do they hug if this is race 14? You know what I mean? But do they hug if this happens in August? Or if it even if this something like this happens again between these two, absolutely not. That's what I find because I think it's the first race of the season. It is what it is, right? Um, but and you know, I don't, I don't know the dynamics of like the relationships between Newgarden and Grosjean and McLaughlin and Grosjean and the differences. But think of Joseph and Roman at uh, Nashville. That was not a very pleasant uh, interaction between the two. So I don't think they would have been hugging after that race if they were, like, you know, good friends or whatever. But I don't know. Interesting to think about for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I think... Sorry to cut you off. I I also think it's very funny that both of my favorites have beef with Grosjean. (laughs) And he's put me off before. So we're all beefing with him. We're all... All right, I'm going to stay on the neutral grounds of the beefing since I have to see them in Texas. But mm. what I was going to say was McLaughlin said something like, oh, Grosjean, Grosjean and I are friends. or And I don't know if that means, like, I'm just playing nice and I'm going to go, like, apologize. And, like, I did see the, the apology video. I think Chris DeHardy posted on his Twitter. And it's, it's fine. Like you said, if it's race 14 or 15, is that happening? less likely. Yes. Give them a chance. Yeah, for sure. And just in general, Grosjean, I didn't really expect this kind of performance out of him. This, I, Andretti, I mean, Andretti yesterday was falling apart to be fair. Um, (laughs) like, and so it's, it was a little bit unexpected to see Grosjean, you know, fighting for a win. And I didn't really have any high expectations for him this year, but you know, it's just one race, but if he can keep that up, you know, he's only going to, as a driver, I feel like he's only getting better in this car because it's what it's only his third year. Um, him again, him and Scott McLaughlin, very similar kind of stories coming from other motorsports into IndyCar. They've had enough time to kind of get acclimated to it. It's time to really perform. And I think are these two of the championship favorites this year? Hard too early to tell, maybe, mm-hmm. but. I I want to see if more if there's more to this story, not because of this incident, but because these two were fast yesterday. Are they going to be fast the rest of the year? Um, and it'll be interesting to look back in this race if there's anything, because you know the points count. Um, the points count in race one, mm-hmm. so we'll have to see. We'll have to see about that. Um, what before so, you guys yeah. move on? You're speaking about Andretti's bad day. Mm-hmm. If you expand it even further into indie indie. Indy Lights. I'm still calling it Indy Lights, by the way. I know it's Indy NXT now, but we're yeah. Indy Next. Thank you. No, NXT, you're right. NXT. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. I've already gotten it wrong like every week. So they had Louis Foster on pole. He finished 16th. I think he had a, an issue with a uh, something failed on the car. I don't remember exactly. Jamie Chadwick got caught up in an accident, changed her wing, missed the tie, uh, missed uh, breaking zone, hit her nose again, had to go to a third wing at some point. Her debut didn't necessarily go probably as she wanted. I don't know how her pace was or anything. Hunter McElroy finished fifth, and they had another driver. I forget who it was. Also had a dismal day. So their their day, like racing at St. Pete in general, was just atrocious. Yeah, and it's not their necessarily their fault. 
Right. And you know, you you mentioned Jamie Chadwick. She qualified next to last, which was yeah. really surprising to me. I don't know. It's her first race. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's her first I, race. I imagine being way back there is part of why she was in those incidents too. Yeah, the first one was not you know her fault, and I only For caught sure. like kind of like the half the the back end of it. But it was like two guys spun, and she was just there. That stuff happens. Right. Well, should we talk about the winner of the race, Zach? Yeah, Marcus Erickson. Um, I hate I, no disrespect, but he finds his way to win races, um, a lot. Not the Indy Five Hundred, of course, but like this was kind of a case where it's just like he's in position. Um, people had problems. Um, but hey, he ran consistently, kind of what top five ish, right, all day long. Yeah. Him and Dixon. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in position. He seized it. And another a clean win, a clean win for him. And, you know, Alex, you talked to me last night about it. And you said that Erickson could possibly be a threat for the championship, especially if he can kind of bump up the performance a little bit, be a little bit more consistently higher. And, you know, this is exactly what he needs to get started. Uh, My expectations for him were a little bit tempered because just from what I saw last year, he just kind of, you know, he had a big lead and just blew it all. Um, but I would say outside of outside of Will Power, Marcus Erickson's the most consistent guy in the series right now. Yeah, that's a fair season and a half. He's been very consistent, and you need that. And you know that Joseph Newgarden don't have that. Going back to, don't even talk about Joseph. I don't talk about that man. (laughs) Go go back. Going back to what we just talked about, Scott and Roman. I mean, they just had potential race wins, and now they they wrecked. So that's a huge deal in this series with only 17 races. Um, so yeah, what's what's our vibe with Marcus Erickson? Like, is this what whatever what are our expectations after this win? Um, and also, I guess Pato Award too because he had some issue coming off that last corner um, pit limiter. Alex, is that is that right? Pit limiter well, came on. I read. I read. No, I read more about it. That's, that's what the, that's what the broadcast thought. Okay. It was like a misfire with the engine. Okay, that made it look like it was that. Yeah, it was very bizarre. So some weird. Just so, yeah, like fortunate timing. Of course, like just the race it was yesterday. Something weird happened. Another weird thing happened, and he couldn't get off the corner. Um, like he Pato loses a lot of races. I feel like like he's always up front. Um. Sometimes yeah. he's not. Well, sometimes he's not front at all. That's an issue, because um, I, it's like it's so hard for me to have high expectations for him when he just, I don't know. But yesterday wasn't really his fault. Um, yeah. Well, I will say to answer your question is that Erickson. I think he could definitely win a couple more races. Just he'll stay consistent. Otto, that's a big question mark. Like we know he can run really good on the ovals now. He won yes. one of the Iowa races last year. Yes. He's always up front of Gateway. Yeah, he's won he, Texas before. He won a Texas race. Yeah. yeah. So always just he, he's more hit or miss. Now. He's more hit or miss at the road yeah. and street courses. Um he was up there, got second still, but yeah. we'll have to see. Just a and you know what my my yeah. like thing with mm-hmm. Pato is, and it's not Pato. Uh, anybody who knows is I've been outing Pato since he was, you know, in pro Mazda at the time, but is the team is their pit stops. If you look, if you like watch on the broadcast, which I got to do yesterday, which is decently rare, their pit stops are 
two thirds to like 0.9 seconds slower than a Ganassi and a Penske consistently. And over the course of like, you know, a St. Pete, that's still a decent amount of time. And, you know, at a race like the Indy 500, you know, that's, it's like a, you know, pretty much a whole pit stop in the end after six or seven pit stops. So I just want them to tidy up the little differences that Mm -hmm. maybe hold them back from consistently contending yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I guess kind of moving on from that, um, I guess we'll start talking about the pileups. I think Mike's having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Um, so hopefully he'll, he's typing. <laughs> he'll, he'll be back in a minute. Oh, here he is. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's, if it's my internet or if it's just discord or something. But or the St. I... Pete black black magic <laughs> yeah or is it the fact that i just like made fun of pato's team is like they're like secret cyber security guy like hacking my internet right now yeah zach brown said get him zach get him brown. Now. He's oh god um uh, i forgot yeah. what you were even saying um <laughs> something about it was something about pato obviously um cleaning up mm-hmm. the little differences um because like i think that could go a long ways because it's like they are always almost there it seems like a lot of weekends, but the performance yeah. is just lacking sometimes. So we'll just that that's like that's one of the teams we'll just have to just have to watch. Um For sure. Is there anything else about McLaren that you wanted or e- Ericsson that you wanted to talk about, Mike? Yeah, I think it's crazy how every race Ericsson has ever won, there's been a red flag in. And I know that's just like really? coincidence. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Because yeah, even the five hundred had that red yeah. flag with six to go or whatever, but he needs to come and to he NASCAR. Did. He needs to come to NASCAR. <laughs> it was like the perfect, like almost like kind of like Scott Dixon esque, where he's just there. Like, yeah, you don't know like how he got there, and all of a sudden at the end of the race, he's just there. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing because he's staying out of trouble and he's winning one of races. Guys, so obviously, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, and he's going to be a championship contender. I agree. I don't know if I would pick him to win still, but I, he's definitely yeah. up there. I mean, he led the points for most of the, not most, but a lot of the season last year. I mean, the Indy 500 helped, but he also was consistent throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, should we talk about that lap one incident? Yeah, let's talk about all the all the pileups. Speaking of NASCAR, um, (laughs) so this lap one wreck, it obviously very scary. Um, So Rosenquist had like a really bad exit off the corner, um, or in the S's rather, and. A bunch of others get involved, uh, Castro Nevis, Pagano, Santino Fricci, a few others, and the kind of, the, the thing everyone's talking about is rookie Benjamin Peterson, and this is his very first IndyCar start, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I, he came from Indy Lights, right? Yeah? Um, so, he basically ARCA-breaked it into, I forgot who, um, who was it? Oh, Connor Daly? Francesca. Okay. Right, you're right. Um, he T-boned him, like, looking at almost full speed, and Twitter was talking about it, um, broadcast obviously kind of seemed a little displeased with it, and, like, how does that happen? I'm just a little, I don't know how that happens. Yeah. And I understand you're a rookie, but I'm just a little, it's concerning to me to see that so, happen. I have a theory. Okay. Might not make any sense, but let's go with it. Okay. 
So one of one of our friends in our lane parlay group chat is a marshal in Toronto and maybe a couple other Canadian tracks up that way. Okay. IndyCar's system said with how quickly that happened, if you notice like the, the LED box Ooh. on the track is still green. I heard something about this, yeah. They don't have enough time, you know, in two seconds to make it yellow. So he's probably not slowing down a lot. It's a fast and blind corner, so yeah. you know it's True. maybe he should have been a little more aware. I don't know. But also like I don't I don't think you can say like it's Peterson's fault or anything unless we can hear was somebody talking to him you know did he you know there has to be more that like we don't know before and i'm not saying like you guys just like yeah twitter yeah people who are like oh he's yeah, an idiot yeah, he yeah. sucks he's a terrible driver he doesn't deserve to be anywhere near indycar which was personal favorite i saw last night so i mean we got to give him a chance or at least see data to show yeah. to see what really happened it's unfortunate to start your IndyCar career yes. like that that like yeah. not even that's yeah. it just sucks and that's why I'm like it's because it was so bizarre it's it makes me like hesitant to even put blame on him even though yes I also have the reaction of he needs to be penalized he needs to be parked that's so dangerous whatever but I did hear um I heard something about the the lights basically being green and I Alex I want to be <laughs> The, the, the NASCAR officials would have they would have had that oh. caution. The they NASCAR officials would have been yellow out. long time ago. They would have had that caution out ago. before anyone spun, man. <laughs> I'm obviously not saying that you know oval racing are different well, is different. I, I, it's a joke, isn't, but it's just crazy isn't to me. The light system <laughs> isn't the light system new for this year too. I think it was new last Something year. Like last year, okay. But I don't think it's the just... light's fault. I think okay. it's just the time, the timing in which the accident happens in, in somebody changing that to a you know yellow light. There's a chance even if they did change it to a yellow light, Peterson isn't looking at the yellow light because that's right. that's the opposite direction of the kind of the apex of the corner. So he still yeah. might not have seen it. Do they yeah. have spotters in outside of ovals? Do they have spotters? On some of the tracks, yeah, like Road America, I know is, is a definite yes. I don't think they have them for St. Pete because yeah, it'd only be good for yeah, yeah, one or two corners at the most. And is it worth the cost of that for a spotter? Probably not. Interesting. Um, I'm not saying that's like a solution. I'm just like curious about right, right. like how. I mean, it's racing stuff like that. It happened, obviously. Um. I don't know if I don't know if there should be anything to look into because we don't want you know that to happen. But whatever. Um, well, not whatever. But we'll, we'll see. Say if, though that the, yeah. the arrow screen is fantastic. Well, yeah. Once I again, saw that the photo. I guess it was a video of they showed Peterson's car after and like the whole front end, just like you could see the scrape of the DiFrancesco car. And there's like tire marks on the arrow screen and everything. Wow. Yeah. That arrow screen's amazing. Tub is torn essentially up to where his feet would be. Wow. That's mm-hmm. scary. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and another thing, we're going to talk about the Kyle Kirkwood and Jack Harvey thing too. The car's going up. I saw a lot of concern about that. I don't think anything necessarily could have been done about that. 
I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just there's just pile ups. We've been seeing it a lot, seeing it twice yesterday and you know, when Erickson like like went it up is, in Nashville. It is something uh, to be like, oh, you don't want that. But it's also like I don't know if anything really could have been changed yeah. here, you know. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean get your point, but Mm-hmm. But you know, it was like such a freak thing in both occasions yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to jump the gun and talk about Kirkwood totally yet, but yeah, I mean, it's just bad, bad luck all around, for sure. Well, we can talk about the Kirkwood incident. The when Kyle Kirkwood, it was another pileup. They were just stopping a tire barrier stuck there, and Kirkwood went over Jack Harvey, who's released from the hospital. He went there for precautionary reasons. That's good. He's okay. Um. Just another incident that was just like, no one's at fault here. But again, another car went over another era screen. Slay of the week to the era screen, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, as soon as Renus kind of like slowly bounced off the tires, you're like, oh, okay, like whatever. And then Jack, as the second Jack hits him, like instantly I'm like, oh, Jack, like you poor soul, you have no luck again. And then like, Kirkwood has nowhere to go. Like, there's nothing Kyle could have done to avoid that. So it's just, like, such an unlikely scenario where three cars are all going to hit each other. And poor Kyle Kirkwood had an awesome weekend. And for it to end like that, I mean, he finished the race, technically, got a top 15. But, yeah, unfortunate for him. And then, do you have anything to say on that, Zach? Um, no, not really. That was a part of the race I wasn't really... I was doing something else, so I wasn't really paying attention. Um, he was, what? I he was playing Splatoon. No. His other interests. <laughs> other interests. What gaming. is? What is? Uh, what is? What are other interests? I'm being bullied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come on the show and just bully you for not watching part of the race. <laughs> oh my god. Um, um, yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw this part, Zach, but uh, Will Power got a penalty. Yeah, I did see. Yeah, no, I was watching during this part. This was Colton Herta. Did you see that? You did. I mean, I get it. At first, I'm like, mm, but when I saw that one angle where it's like, I mean, he's not really yeah. pointed to make that corner at all. And it's like, you know, that was the second corner. They were side by side. He had a chance to back out. Part of me is like, yeah, Will, that is kind of on you. Um, yeah. But I also probably wouldn't have been upset if that was just a racing incident and no action was taken. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, IndyCar, they kind yeah. of, I feel like the fans and even I feel like maybe some people in the industry pride themselves on, you know, there's not a lot of, the officials don't get involved that much, you know, like it's something about them that some fans pride themselves on. Um that was a situation that perhaps the officials may... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of back and forth on it. Um, what do y'all think? Well, I I debated this. Not debated, but talked about it with Jackson, our friend Jackson. Yeah. And at first, Jackson was like, why did they give a penalty there? Like, Fulton shouldn't have gone for that move. But it's also like, well... Then they showed that other angle that you're talking about, and Will was... He was not making you know, that corner. Like that, that's when I'm like, oh, I, I he can, would have not I made that corner if Colton wasn't there. I don't like, no. you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, it's another racing thing. Like it happens. Sucks for Colton. Um, yeah, and it's easy another for race us to... where Colton Herta ends in the tire barrier. Yeah, he unfortunately <sighs> whatever F1 ready. He's ready for F1. Um, sorry, I'm talking crap. This wasn't now. his. This wasn't his. Fault I know. I'm that. just talking crap. I'm just. <laughs> 
<laughs> you say Colton hurt on him. I'm like, my brain just gets into a certain mode. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. The only thing I have to add is agree, agree 100% at first. I was like, not a penalty. Like, my dad and I were arguing about it. I'm like, no way. And they saw that replay. They showed that replay. I'm like, I was wrong. But mm-hmm. the good thing, every time there was a questionable, you know, like Malukas hitting the back of Marcus Armstrong, somebody else got a penalty. And then, you know, there was the power penalty. They were consistent. If they're consistent all year, I can live with penalties or not penalties. But when they like go back and forth, and I'm not saying they're going to, maybe they, maybe they finally learned, and you know, then I'm okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, to kind of go over the top ten, yeah. the first race of the season points mean everything. Uh, Erickson Award, Dixon for the podium. Dixon, by the way, almost stole his race, because of course yeah. uh, Rossi got fourth. Good Is debut that with McLaren. Prediction? That's your bold prediction stocks, was Rossi would win several races. This the year. stocks are going up on him. The stocks are going mm-hmm. up on him. Uh, my bold prediction was Callum Isla would get a win this year. He got fifth. How about that? That's pretty impressive. I think that's that. a good prediction. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I, I think he's. I think he's definitely going to get a win this year. Um, then it was Ray Hall. Power recovered from the penalty to get up into the top ten. Hello, Lungard and Malukas round of the top ten. Malukas had a recovery, by the way. He was had that. I think he was the other one that had a penalty. Yeah, yeah. For something, but no. he got top ten still. Even Marcus Erickson, or Marcus Erickson, Marcus Armstrong, a flat tire. Yeah, that's who that was. And then little notables here: uh, Dustin Canapino got twelfth in his debut. He stayed clean. Like I'm pretty impressed. No one else did, but he stayed clean. Good for him. And Joseph Newgarden. Um, you know, finished 17th, qualified outside the fast six, fast 12 even, and was got up to eighth, I believe, or maybe top, low top five. Uh, then they had eight, engine yeah. go out, finished 17th. I've just seen that race, like, I've seen Joseph Newgarden pl- do that exact race, like, so much Four years now. in a row. Four, like, just qualifies not where he should be. He's like maybe top ten for lucky. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, I, it, this it, first race. Not how you want to start. Being a Joseph fan, race one is just not. Especially a fun him experience. being like fired up with comments like I want to clinch by Laguna Seca. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, Win the yeah, next 15, 14 races then, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> I don't know. Um My yeah. bold prediction was I think like one of you guys I had McLaughlin I have McLaughlin winning the championship, but I also said that one of the other Penske's is gonna have a bad year this year. So I am sorry if it's New Garden if I like jinxed it before I mean last week when I did predictions. It's almost time for him to have a bad year, right? Because he's been very consistent in the championship, but it's yeah. hard to say that he hasn't been on a bit of a downward downward slope ever since that nineteen championship. It's hard to say that he hasn't been, in my opinion. Um I mean he well, did he's finished second pretty much every year yeah. that he's not won the title except 2018. Like, it's hard. I feel like almost mentally I've seen him a little kind of going down. I don't know. Cause like seeing him get frustrated last year over stuff. That's like, you know, qualifying second. I'm like, okay, sure. But yeah, I don't know. I just, the, and maybe it's just me personal stuff with me and my vibes with him. And see um, 
for fantasy, when you picked New Garden, I was actually happy because I knew that race one just was not going to go well. Like, I'm used to this now. Like, he'll probably still win three, five races this year, in my opinion. But it's just... I don't know. It's race one. And, you know, ha- he lost an engine. Like, that wasn't his fault. That was probably going yeah, to happen. But he even still if wasn't he running good. Pole. That's a thing. Right. He was still running eighth. Power passed him. He had to go through the field. Yeah. You know? And McLaughlin is up front for most of this How race, many cars so. finished yesterday? Yeah. Wasn't it like 15 or something? It was 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kirkwood was the last one, 15. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Normally yeah. don't get kind of races like this in IndyCar, but... Um, no. <laughs> so, um, are we ready to move on to NBC? Did we, t- did we mention um, Canapino? Well, yeah, we, we did. did, yes. Okay. Um, I want to quick mention to NBC the call for the. I mentioned this earlier, I guess, but the Grosjean McLaughlin yes. thing. This the whole presentation by NBC was top notch, and yeah, they were on it as always. Oh, Slay of the Week once again! NBC Sports. They probably have more Slay of the Weeks than anyone. NBC Sports. Yes. <laughs> let's be. Let's think about it. And their main competitor is Fox. I mean, they're they kind of easy competition. Yeah. But on the NASCAR side, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they, Nesk, the the Fox NASCAR yesterday was rough. It always is. Oh, yeah, the, again, thing. more just cutting away from stuff that, like, literally Clint was trying to talk about, like, um the driver camera and, like, trying to describe something about it. And then they cut away as soon as he started talking about it. <laughs> my favorite, of course. My favorite was, my favorite was Danica saying, hey, look, this driver just drove all the way from the back to this. And Mike Joy cuts her off and is like, and this is a full-screen ad of Larry <laughs> Mack presented by, I don't know, Wendy's. Liberty Mutual? Cuts her off. <laughs> Probably Liberty Mutual. I don't know. And then um, they come back and Danica finishes her thought like five minutes yeah. later. It's like, well, it's not relevant anymore. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, NBC, yeah. fantastic again. They did great with yesterday's drama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And also, speaking yeah. of drama, our fantasy picks came down to Joseph's engine failing. I don't know yeah, how you were going to get it. How does your driver hit the tire barrier and still beat mine? I don't understand. Whatever. <laughs> um, so here's the here's yep. so the next IndyCar race is in an entire month at Texas. And I think this is kind of where I've been looking forward to this topic because I've been very adamant, very vocal that the IndyCar, the IndyCar schedule, the biggest hole besides the lack of ovals is this month that we have to wait between race one and race two. And IndyCar just got one of their best season openers that they've had in forever. Right. I mean, anyone that just happened to tune in to yesterday being like, this is good. I want to watch this every week. Well, see you in a month, I guess. I hope you don't forget about us. I, that's just so, it's so unfortunate for the sport, right. Um, marketing wise. I, I just, you know, and that's what I've always said about this month, this gap in the schedule. And obviously, you know, it's hard to fill, right? I guess, but something's something's got to happen eventually with this. I, I just, it's just For we sure. can't, we this can't be a thing every year. Um, you know, starting so frustrating, especially again when you have a race at St. Pete like this, getting this much momentum. I don't know. Um, and then what? Is there like another few week break after Texas? Because that used to be a thing. Are you serious? I, I think so. I think I, there's. We can double check. I have. I don't. Yeah, I have the app up right now. If it 
it loads. I turned off the Wi-Fi on my phone to try to save Discord here. Nothing yeah. loads in the back of this house, so yeah. there's like at least two weeks before I guess Long Beach is the third race. But I have an idea. Yes, I have not thought this idea out until literally we started talking about okay. it. Let's let's hear it. Okay. So it might be bad. Most and of my pretty... ideas are never thought out either. So <laughs> story of my life. So you know, there's this talk of like thermal club for an exhibition race and. Whatever your thoughts are on that, and you know, I don't love it, but they could do an exhibition race at some point in this month off. Yes, at least throw it on TV, like minimal production or like whatever thermal club or wherever this hypothetical exhibition race is. Like, I think that would be enough to like hold fans over for a couple weeks. Okay. Hmm. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. Like. It, I think an exhibition race at Thermal Club would be fine. At where? Like do that in California. That's where they did testing. Thir- What's it called? Thermal, Thermal Club. Thermal Club. Uh-huh. I've never heard of did that. You, did you Ther- miss preseason testing? I yes, I did. Thermal okay. Club. Okay. We talked about is it, it. We talked about <laughs> it on the. Game is it some podcast. track? Is it some track that's like had a different name? No. What? No, it's like in a housing district like i've never seen big mansions before. and there's like a racetrack in it i assumed we talked we about, talked about pre i assumed it was at like st pete or not st pete i assumed it was like at like barber or something it used to be at sebring but this year it was there oh um okay well okay um well well the thing about an exhibition race is like if you're gonna go through all the money and stuff to have an event there just pay points i don't know like what or is there different yeah. stuff that goes in like you know if you're going to go through all that trouble um yeah i think that would be a cool it's event. a good idea it's a good idea the track though. looks like, really cool something the track looks really cool yeah. so i it's, would i don't think thermal club would necessarily work based on what i've been told about how the track would be in a racing setting but if you're doing some sort of exhibition like the thing that was talked about was like some sort of exhibition where like the rich guys who have houses at Thermal Club or rich girls have these houses at Thermal Club and they do some sort of like sports car type race against IndyCar drivers. Like they got some sort of weekend thing and, you know, all the rich people get their fun. Everybody on TV gets to you know, bullshit and oop, sorry, I shouldn't have said that okay. BS and hang out for a while <laughs> and whatever. Uh, I'm used to like and- muting myself on when I record. But okay. yeah, something like that to just like, people to the tv even if it's like half your normal tv audience it could even just be on peacock like a peacock exclusive race it's fine to fill this gap my my idea personally i don't think it's possible because nascar but like go to homestead miami that needs to happen but it won't that's another oval it's nice there right now they did testing for indy next there a few weeks ago really um on the road course yeah. yeah oh it was on the road course. I didn't know that part, but it's within the same facility. It's there, right? But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. I wish NASCAR like, was even so if stingy it's over their ovals. But even NASCAR invented oval racing, Texas, apparently. Even if Miami and Texas went back to back, like that'd be fine. That's fine. Like, we can yeah. have a week off and then go to Homestead, and then it's like what two weeks till Texas? Like I think that'd be. That'd be a lot more. Hell, bearable. let's race at Sebring. I don't <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> break someone's back at Sebring. I don't know. I mean, 
that what I, I don't know what the answer is, but they need to figure out something soon. The next next year, ideally, to be honest with you, because we can't. I don't know how yeah, you grow the sport I, at this time of year. Again, I mean, it's such a slow build up. Honestly, to Zach, I don't know if this is if you would agree with this or not. I wouldn't mind if they just didn't start the season till late March. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be like this, honestly, why even? I mean. Easy for like, us to say because we're not logistics logistically planning right, an event, right. but like, yeah, you might as well at that point. Like, I, like we don't. Why are we stretching the season out from March all the way to September anyway? Yeah, because like, that's I, what I, the Boston Consulting Group told us to do a couple of years ago. Oh, if you can't sense okay. the sarcasm, I hate the Boston Consulting Group. Essentially, so, for those yeah. wondering. Uh-huh. group came in and said like you have to end before like football starts essentially right and there was a couple other things i don't even remember what was in the report anymore but none of it was like actually interesting information well yeah it's just but even, even then it's, it's just... like but yeah you just condense your season um right yeah. i feel like they have I'd, enough I'd be, off weeks. i'd be fine with it i know some people would rather it be you know we need to be on in people's minds all throughout the year well, are you though? Because people forget about you. You're not mid March. Yeah, you're know. a thing in May, and then like maybe. Well, no, I won't say that because they do they do a, a decent years job ago. promoting themselves throughout throughout the summer to certain like motorsports people, I guess, but not really. A few years ago, I made a concept schedule. I'd have to find it. It's probably my phone somewhere. I love a concept um, IndyCar schedule. They're so fun to make. Where they start <laughs> they start the schedule in May. Like they start with the Indy Road Course testing for Indy 500, and then they just go to September. I they think start the schedule in May. Be, yeah, oh. but there wouldn't be many weeks off. I would start it, but out. it'd just be like mm-hmm. May to September. I would. Well, I like Long Beach in April, so no. Yeah, I mean, they could start late April. <laughs> I wouldn't start at Indy. Um, but you know, that's a good idea. Um, they used to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. 1960 or 1970 or 1950 so it's been you know it's been a couple (laughs) hundred years i mean it predates even my existence yeah so that's fun um but yeah that's uh, i remember it that might be able to help out that's that um so that's the that's the one thing about the indycar Uh schedule i would like to see changed maybe outside of adding ovals but um mike we have um i have another guest question actually um we have one we ask every guest but i have one i want to ask you that i just came up with if you could add any track to the indycar schedule what track would it be oh man okay can i give two yes go ahead yes okay Uh, road course would be watkins Glen. taste okay Mm -hmm. oval I'm gonna s- need to like rewatch some of these like mid two thousands races to remember which ones I liked more than the other. Yeah, uh, maybe I think Richmond just to get something on the East Coast would be my. I, th- <laughs> I live I see in Virginia, so like- okay, okay. There you go. So yeah, I like you know, this man. Tired. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, he's Richmond, coming back. My, my my choice, my my second choice would be, I think Kentucky, Kentucky or Kansas. I'd have to go rewatch them. Kansas, I'm to some track. I live. Yeah. Yeah, we okay. both Kansas. did IndyCar car races, Alex. Let's go. I promise, I did not like 
go to Twitter and look up your location before I before I hop down here. I very much was at Wawa buying iced tea. Yeah. Those are good. Ooh, that sounds good. Anyways, those are those are those are good answers. So the question we ask every guest here on the podcast, if you could drive a lap in any car at any track, what would you pick? So this could be any car throughout history, not regarding safety or just realism. Um and then any track, I guess, throughout history. Sure, why not? Race car? That's or some good like, answers. Um, I guess... Anything. Yeah. It can be literally anything. Okay. Our last guest, Taylor Kitchen, said a Kia Soul at Texas or Kentucky. That, that's... <laughs> that's interesting. All right, Taylor. I, <laughs> I, I yeah. see you. I see you. I'm going to say... Hmm. One of the... N- all right. Like usual, I have two answers. I never have one answer. Oh, anything. I'm the same person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My non-race car answer is a one of the new Corvettes at Michigan. I think that would be fun to whip okay. around an oval. This oh, my race car answer would be a front engine indie car from like the 60s like when when aj won his first was at 63 or 64 whatever that was at what would be like a really hard track for it spa Ooh, that just ooh, would be okay. very difficult that's to a, wheel that heavy ass car around but yeah yeah that's what i got for you i like Get, that getting up ratty on would probably <laughs> that would be really <laughs> yeah sketch. Wow, or or it wouldn't get up, or that's what I was just thinking. If it's so heavy, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, um, that's a good answer. It's a good answer. Nice. Yeah, thank we, you. The second time we've had Spa be mentioned as a track, um, we had a night. Uh, Elizabeth Blackstock said a 1971 F1 car at Watkins Glen. That's what yeah, been an interesting that. answer to me yeah. too. Um. J.R. Hildebrand had a 1973 Porsche Can-Am at Norchcliffe. Yeah, which I was like, JR, oh wow, that's a really. J.R.'s cool. answer wins everything. I I knew that. Oh yeah, I knew. I can't compete with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've also had a monster truck. Like we've had some fun answers on, for this Ooh, monster question. truck. Would it. be fun. I all right. I'm in yeah. monster truck at Dover. <laughs> oh, I'll add that. That's monster truck at Dover. <laughs> that's an insane or Bristol. That's insane. That's actually yeah. insane. Love it. Love it. Um, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, Alex, what, what one tra- what's your one track that you would add to the IndyCar schedule? I actually like this question a lot because I think I would add Michigan. <laughs> I'm I think I'd choice. I think I'd still say Homestead. I really yeah. think Homestead would be a lot of fun. Yeah. T. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, but what about you, Zach? Michigan? Michigan. I mean, well, yeah, okay. realistically Richmond, but like without that bias, I want I want another speedway, and you know Michigan. I mean, I want Pocono back too, but that's you know we need a break that's from a, there. We she's a, a little problematic. <laughs> she kind of um, <laughs> yeah, she's a little triangle. <laughs> she's a little problematic. <laughs> so she's she, she's taking a break. Um. But Mike, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I believe that's it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank yep. you so much for joining us today. Um, Mike, where can people find you on social media and media in general? Um, if they want to keep up with you and Pit Lane Parlay. 
Yeah, my Twitter, which is probably the easiest place, is at Mike, J-O-A-C. And then all of the show social media, like across anything, is at Pit Lane Parlay. So all along, send me a message, like if it's a question you want on the show or just want to chat, racing, or whatever. Send me a message. My DMs, I check them multiple times a day. So reach out and let's talk racing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hell thank yeah. you, Mike. We will, and we'll make sure to link that in the description um, for people to find. Um, so, Mike, again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll talk to you again soon. And, um, Rusty, you guys, we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about Las Vegas and Formula One. So, we'll be right back. See you guys. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, once again, thanks, Mike Jokum, for joining us. Um, so, for us, the podcast, um, let's get into the tea. Um, we have some good tea to talk about. Um, Formula One returned at Bahrain for their 2023 season. Alex, Alexander, it was very, yes. it was quintessential F1. Max there Verstappen was. wins. Fernando Alonso's the star of the show. Charles Leclerc running top three. His car fails. That is yep. quite literally every single F1 race these days. Um, it literally that is actually lit- Lance Stroll hit somebody his teammate that drama was killing me because they would not tell Fernando who hit him and then oh my god and then one of the broadcasters was like well they should tell Fernando that he should take a stroll to the other side of the garage oh god. so funny i mean it was um I honestly did not pay attention. I didn't really watch any of the stuff on the weekend. Um, I just know, like, Aston Martin was fast, obviously. Lance Stroll was mm-hmm. racing with, like, pins in his hand because he broke his wrist or something. Um, did they have, like, a standby driver and everything? He didn't do testing. Who was their standby driver? Prior. Don't recall the name. Was it some, so it wasn't uh, somebody that, that we know? Or that we like it really was, know. I think I think he might race an F two. Don't quote me on that. I'm a very casual F one fan. Especially the only time these I was a diehard fan was <laughs> I was only a diehard fan in 2021. Yeah, but, these days yeah. are casual. I'm I'm so yeah um yeah. Where's sorry, my search engine is not on Google anymore because my computer hates me. Um, I'm trying to look for the finishing results. Whatever. Um, um, this was this a very, you know, standard. F1 race, and I don't it's like, like 2022 yeah, all over again. I don't want to bang on it because Max Verstappen won by 11 seconds. That's not why I'm banging on it. It's just like... But that's fine. That's fine. It's just it's not as interesting, you know? It is, and, yeah. And it's also that these cars really struggle to pass each other. The only one who can really pass anyone is Alonzo. Yeah, still they struggle to <laughs> Which, pass. I, I mean, there were yeah, some battles and, yesterday, but it was mostly involving Fernando. To be honest, yeah. Which fair and enough. Personally, we talked about this a little bit. I forget if it was last year or the year before. I really think the problem lies with DRS. I think it's either too powerful. They they need to change it. I think IndyCar's push to pass. That's not just me being an IndyCar elitist. I think push to pass just works and functions better as like a gimmick thing to help with passing. DRS is just a bit too. Like, everyone has it. I don't know. 
it's like with push to pass, you have limits with how much you can use. DRS, you have it. Everyone has it the same amount. So kind of. I don't know. Kind of. I mean, I don't really. It's to be within. Yeah. It's to be within a second and everything, but it's just eh, I don't. I think it's. I don't, I don't think it helps with all. And I don't you know. get like DRS like drafts. And I get think it makes. Apart from each yeah, other. I, I, don't it, know. I think it makes overtaking a little less three. To, like it's kind of two dimensional. It makes passing two dimensional when it does happen, but I think it does help. I like the i. There's there apparently in the sprint races they're experimenting with DRS turning on after one lap after the start instead of two laps. Okay. Um, which That's, wouldn't know, really that won't make the big difference, but that. I think it's interesting. Well, Martin Brundle was like, it should be on all the time. And I'm like, okay. I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. Um, have, I don't think I you physically could but, do that anyways. Um, but whatever. Um, but, top 10. So the podiums, Verstappen. Perez, obviously second. Um, what? Leclerc was running third, right? He wasn't touching Red Bull, was he at all? Yeah. Um, Alonso third um he got by carlos Sainz, so that's a big deal he beat um you know the other ferrari hamilton fifth that's a good run for him i think with that team where they are right now it's good to see lewis getting what seemingly the most out of that car right now um including george i think is a big deal because last year russell i feel like beat him a lot more yeah um didn't he did russell beat him in points or did i just make that up i think i made that up i think I think he. I think he did. He did. Oh shit! Oh my god. How about I fact check that? Fact and you check keep that. Going through the results. Yeah. Um. Lance Stroll with a broken wrist finishes sixth. Um. That's impressive, and I think that speaks to the amount that Aston Martin has gained. That's very impressive. Um. Russell seventh. Botas eighth. Um. He's God. Valtteri Botas. Um, the most underrated F1 driver. Y'all talked so much so crap true. about him at Mercedes, and he's proving y'all wrong. You did, too. You did, too, to no, be fair. No, to be fair, I said that he probably wasn't... I knew he was talented. I knew, I think, Lewis probably... He needed more of a challenge over there, and George Russell is that guy. Okay. I'm just saying, like, but, um, he's a good F1 driver. He was... Valtteri was not carried by the car. I'm, that's what I'm saying. What's fair. up? What, so what? So speak of Russell. Russell finished fourth in points last year, and Hamilton was sixth. Wow. So yeah, Russell did beat Lewis. Oh, Lewis is does Lewis Hamilton ever win a race again, Alex? Yeah, uh, I think he does. I think he, it, if honestly, it, I could see him win this year. Maybe. Yeah, I think Lewis, if if and when he does, I think he might be pretty emotional because he's never had a dry spell like this. Yeah. And they might be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like one more, you know, yeah. like he might cherish any more wins that he gets a lot more than he had before. Going from a championship battle to a it. winless streak is insane to me. Yeah. Like that's just. Yeah. I really wish Lewis would have won in 21. It's so Jimmy Johnson. It's such a better story. Isn't that so Jimmy Johnson esque? How he won in 2016 and then he got his last win like months later. Like what? Anyways. Yeah. Gasly, his first race with um, Alpine, ninth. Cool. Um, Alex Albon, top 10 for Williams. Um, in fact, top oh, 12s wow. for Williams. Yeah, Logan Sargent, first F1 race. USA. Mm. USA. USA. Did they did they used to have the, the driver nationality flags up during the starting grid, or did I imagine that? I feel like they used to have them up. I don't. 
because they didn't have them know. this year. And I'm like, come on. The one time we have a USA driver, y'all don't got no flags? Whatever. I'm I might. Just, I don't. I never watched F1 pre-race. So I have no idea. Well, just like no, at the start of the race, like the starting grid. I don't know. I, I'm being. I'm being kind of. You know. But um, yeah, that's the top but, ten. Um, notable people yeah. that weren't in the top ten: Lando Norris, um, Sarah McLaren. What happened to McLaren? Oh my! <laughs> they thought Ricardo was their problem. They're running worse. This is not good. Like, I mean, well, talk about all these teams that made steps, like Aston Martin, like um, even Williams, mm-hmm. right? Williams. I think this needs to be said more in racing podcasts. When teams take a step forward, other teams have to take a step back because this is a competition, right? McLaren's one of these teams on the downward swing, unfortunately. I think that's what it looks like. Um, You know, you can maybe say... No, that's really it. I mean, I, of course, yeah. o- Oscar Piastri, he did, had he had a DNF. That was, you know, I what happened to him? Wasn't it just mechanical or something? I think it was a mechanical. Yeah, so yeah. whatever. But Lando did not run good all week. What was the qualifying? I need to see the qualifying to really see what these guys were doing. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Their next race is Saudi Arabia in two weeks, which that's a weird track. Um, for multiple reasons, <laughs> for several reasons, several, yeah. several reasons. Um, I'm trying to find the. Did you find qualifying? I'm trying to. Now we can move on. It's very hard to find. I guess it's not very important. Um, yeah. Whatever. We can look after. We there report. it is. I found it. Um, um, you got it. Yes. So, what the bottom? I'm looking for the Pierre Gasly. He must have an issue. Why did he qualify last? That's weird. And huh. drive all the way up into points. That's impressive for Gasly. Why did he qualify last? He must have had an issue or something. Or an accident. He must have had an accident. But um, it was Alpha Tori, Nick, Nick DeVries. He was 19th. McLaren. Yeah, McLaren. Oof. They were 11th and 9th or 18th. And then Kevin Magnuson didn't really qualify good. Williams was 15th, 16th. So it was the usual kind of people down there. But, like, Lando McLaren Norris not being top 10 is kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um I I I will be very interested to see what the kind of the tier the the pecking order for the teams look like after three races. I'm curious to see that. So we'll have to Yeah. We'll have to I'm check curious back in. if Aston Martin can keep up with Mercedes and Ferrari. I wanna see who wins who wins first, Fernando or Lewis? That's the question. I think that's the battle oh. I want to see. I want to see Max. So yeah. Max Verstappen needs to either take a vacation or have an engine failure. And I want Lewis. And you know Ferrari will have an engine failure. And I need to see Fernando and oh, yeah. Lewis fight for a win. Because I think they don't really like each other that much, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a rivalry. That's a little bit of an old kind of rivalry. But I want to see that kind of get reignited. A little bit. I think that would yeah. be if Max is gonna. And it, I guess it doesn't even have to be for the win. If Max is going to dominate this season, that's that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Um, right. Speaking, and you know, yeah. speak up for speak up for Nando before we move on. Um, I saw a tweet. I think it was from NASCAR man on Twitter. Is that Fernando Alonso, Evan Harvick, and Scott Dixon all made their debuts in their respective series within the same month, like the same season, two thousand one crazy and they're all still like at 
competitive. Like Harvick's retiring at the but season, he's and Dixon could still win a yeah. championship. Wow. And now Alonzo's having like a career resurgence this year, last year, end of two. Really cool. That is really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, because it is really impressive how long Alonzo's been racing. It's kind of insane mm-hmm. that he won a championship in 06 and he's still like competing. Yeah. Um, that's very, very cool. So Mercedes USA replaced I people on Twitter got on me yesterday. Mercedes USA replaces Mother's Polish as the ad free provider on ESPN through twenty twenty five. And normally I love supporting my motorsports sponsors. Fortunately, I cannot go out and buy a Mercedes right now, but Thank you, Mercedes, for, you know, letting us watch an actual motorsports broadcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And I'm glad. Thanks for. You know what I will do, Mercedes? On Thursday for the Mario Kart update, I will drive a Mercedes-Benz. Oh, my God. That's that's what we can do. That's what we can do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford a Mercedes real life, but I'll play it in Mario Kart. You bet. T. That's Birdo. Birdo! Queen! Can't wait. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they found someone. I bet if they couldn't, we'd have ads, which would not be good. Yeah. Are we going to play with a... Are we playing with viewers this week? We can. Okay. We can. Or Twitter. I meant to say Twitter or listeners, whatever. Um. Okay, well, keep an eye on so our yeah, Twitters. yeah, you heard it here first. We'll probably play Mario Kart yeah, later this week. Because I should have time this weekend, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So, kind of shifting over to NASCAR, to shifting over to the NASCAR segment. Yeah. Um, some tea here. Adam Stern in the Sports Business Journal report that Bush Beer is said to be in talks with Trackhouse Racing to sponsor Ross Chastain, which means they would leave Stuart Haas Racing. That's really, honestly, and um, I feel like Ross Chastain's a good fit. Also, yeah. Life is a circle. So Bush Beer, follow me here. Bush Beer with Kevin Harvick and Stuart Haas before they were using Budweiser, right? Because Budweiser is a part of Anheuser Busch, right? I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same company. So they were with you know Kevin Harvick at Stuart Haas for a little bit before when Kevin Harvick was at RCR. Before Budweiser was with Kevin Harvick, they were with Casey Kane. And before they were with Casey Kane, they were at DEI with Dale Jr. What team is DEI now? Basically, Trackhouse Racing. If you fought, and it's got the one car. If you follow the trail, DEI, Earnhardt Ganassi Racing, Chip Ganassi Racing, Trackhouse, Bot Chip Ganassi. Life is a circle. And I think Ross Chastain, personality-wise, I think he... A beer sponsoring Ross Chastain... Dude! They would Makes eat that up. Sense. People that drink beer would... They, Ross that That's just perfect. Like, Ross Chastain is, like, one of the biggest stars in the sport these days. Like, just in terms of hype. The stuff he does, mm-hmm. obviously, like, he deserves to get sponsored by a beer. I just think that's a perfect fit. It would be a really good, and the, he's like the he's like relatable to the average American guy. He's such you know? a good, like, yeah. It's a, even yeah. more so than Kevin Harvick. I feel like. I agree. Like, yeah, it, and it, this isn't like confirmed or anything. It's just like it, they are in 
like the leading candidate for Bush to go to is them. Mm-hmm. More bad news for Stuart Racing if this happens, because now Smithfield's probably gone soon. They Bush might be definitely gone. Definitely have to downsize. Losing well, two of your um two of your big yeah, sponsors like that, you too. have to downsize. I think they already need to. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. But if they lose Bush, like come on. But yeah, I'd love to see it. And by the way, you mentioned DEI. All you said is true, but Ty Norris, who worked at DEI, is also an executive at Trackhouse Racing. This it is all comes back. DEI Part Two. It's like literally a resurgence of it. I I love it. Um, this time it'll probably actually last, but yeah, yeah, that's great. Really cool. Yeah. Um, shifting a little bit here, uh, Chase Elliott is out with a broken tibia. Yeah, this happened on what, Friday. Josh- well, this came out on Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh Josh Berry filled in at Las Vegas. He finished twenty ninth. Yeah. Had some issues with the throttle, I guess, for Josh Berry. Interesting. But issues with the yeah, throttle. Chase Elliott. What? What does that mean? I don't know. That's what I read. I don't maybe I'm wrong. What Sorry if I'm of, wrong. What I kind say a of lot issues of random like wrong stuff sometimes. You you're supposed to press it down. Is that, sorry, I'm being stupid. I, Josh I Berry's know. a great race but, car driver. I'm just <laughs> giving yeah, him a hard so time. Like a 29th place yeah, finish. So, a 29th. I, I mean, there's no expectations uh, for him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, um, I want to, before we get into this, I want to bring up how it's stupid how his name banner is still. The name banner thing in NASCAR, get, I honestly, it was cute at first, but now it's just stupid. Because when some, like, so see, Chase, Chase Elliott's name was on the banner, and yeah. I saw Davin's tweet about it, right? That's what I was going to bring up. So, yep. and it's like if you were playing in a game and you have someone else's name on your jersey. And once he put it like that, I'm like, yeah, that is kind of stupid. Like, yeah, the. Tweet you're referring to is Davin at Drive Through on Twitter. Um, great guy you should follow. But um, he tweeted this picture of Noah Gregson driving the 48 car, which had Bowman's name on it, and beside him was the 62 car with Noah Gregson's name on it. Wait, Noah I didn't Gregson even say- was on the track. <laughs> Noah Gregson was on the track in a different <laughs> car, while his name is on a car beside him. It's what a are we messy. doing? Like. What are we doing? Like, I think it's a nice it's a nice gesture to have the injured driver's name on the car still. You could leave a signature like, above the door. But I think yeah, like that's, I think the name on the car for just official reasons should just be the actual driver's name. Unless it's a last minute change. Like you know I agree. that I mean, yeah. Um but that's just me being nitpicky, of course. Um, that's but the actual. So let's talk about the issue. I just wanted to get that out of the way, and we'll talk more about Josh Berry and if you know he'll be back in the car. Did they announce that if he'll be back in the car yet today? No, they did not. Okay, so the we'll talk about that. In a entry minute. list came out today, and the nine had no driver. Okay. Oh well, it's me. Um, just kidding. So Chase Elliott, breaking news, injures his leg from snowboarding, and there's been a lot of debate about that, and I'm on the fence. Yeah, let's talk um, about that because I. Because, like, part of me is just like, you know what, Chase, dude, did you need to go snowboarding? Probably not. Another, like, and now you've injured yourself. You know, Napa's pays how much money for you to drive their car? Um, You know, Hendrick Motorsports expects you to win races, win championships. You're not going to be doing that with a broken leg. So part of me is like, you are not really, you know, you're not really... You know what I'm trying to say. But the other part of me, especially as a teacher, life work balance. 
I think everyone should have a life-work balance. And it's like, if Chase Elliott wants to spend his personal time snowboarding, what's us to say that he can't do that? So it's like... Right. But at the same time, he's a he's a NASCAR driver, right? I mean, he, there's so much money behind him, right? Again, Napa pays how much money for him to be in that car? You know? So it's more... it's yeah. You have a lot of responsibility as a NASCAR driver. Also, again, you're a national figure. You know? Basically, your own national TV every week. I don't know. I'm. It's hard for me to kind of process because I'm... I kind of see both arguments. Alex, what what are you thinking? Yeah, this has been an interesting debate. I I think it's fine. Like it's he knows there's a risk in doing that, obviously, and snowboarding whatever. But I I don't think you can blame the guy cuz I think if you can't just expect these race car drivers to sit at home and just, you know, prep for the race cuz I feel like that would just be so mentally unhealthy. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you can't just spend all, every day of your life thinking about work. And Chase work Elliott is not like he, that. Wasn't just him. Like, oh, let me go snowboard. Like he apparently snowboarded like a lot. Like he snowboards a lot. So mm-hmm. that's not like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And you know it's inherently dangerous, but so is driving a race car. Yeah. So is and that goes into like sport. you know racing dirt, racing Xfinity. Yeah. racing you know other forms of racing especially more kind of unsafe forms of racing like local short tracks and stuff um mm-hmm. so it gets into that whole debate and it's like you know i think letting your race car drivers drive race cars to get practice their craft get better have fun at the same time give them confidence that's that's helping that's doing their job right there if it's making them better on sunday mm-hmm. right um, you know, we saw Rick Hendrick, them, Hendrick himself, you know, as Kyle Larson came into the organization, as Alex Bowman has kind of spread his wings out into dirt. You know, they've been more lax on it now. But Chase Elliott here going out, you know, the snowboarding accent. I think it's it's a it's fine. But Chase also needs to accept any and all consequences that happen from this, like if he misses the playoffs or if he misses a round of the playoffs because he didn't you know, have any playoff points. Less playoff points. Because he's probably not going to get the top 10 playoff points from the regular season. He's going to miss Mm -hmm. any playoff points he could have had from winning any of these races. His performance might suffer or not. He might not win a lot of races in this regular season. There's no guarantee that he will win a race this regular season, right? I mean, you know, Hendrick Motorsports, we see that they are the fastest teams right now. It is likely that he can come back and win, but... I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be out of the car. We don't know how his recovery is going to look like. We don't know if the car is going to feel different when he gets back in there. It's just kind of... He's going to have to accept the responsibility from this. Because he did technically take a risk. And I'm not saying it's a risk that he shouldn't have taken. But he did take a risk, right? Like, if I went out and did something like that. And then I get injured and I can't go do my job. It's like, that's kind of on me. You know, it's... yeah, it's an interesting concept, but I for discussion, I just feel like if the teams were to say you can't do anything but drive your race car, the that's season almost would BS need to too. be shortened. Yeah, that's BS. The season would need to be shortened because this goes from February to November. Yeah. And they have meetings in like January and everything. They only get December off and the guys at the shop don't get the guys at the shop, too. 
you know, like they probably can't go out and injure themselves either. And they're working year round. Yeah. So it's like if you're going to do make a rule like, hey, you can't do anything. They should just shorten the schedule instead. And they're not going to do that. But I don't know. And he'll get a waiver. Like it'll be it'll the be whole fine. waiver thing is just so they literally they gave Johnny Sauter a waiver for getting suspended. He got suspended by NASCAR so and they funny. gave him a playoff waiver. <laughs> like that one's my favorite. What's Alex? Has there been any situation where a driver did not get a waiver? I feel like there was one. Not that I can. Think I of. like it's like what's the point if you're gonna get a, a waiver to literally anybody? What? I understand why the rule's there. It's it's about the rule. You know, you have to attempt every race. But, like, realistically, is a driver ever going to go, like, hey, I want to take this week off. And then, you know, Napa's like, no. What? No. Like, I just don't think that'll happen. That would never happen. Maybe. But maybe for these teams that don't have sponsors or if they want to. But. Charter teams have to run every race anyway. So it's like, it's complicated. It is complicated. Um, I get why the rule's there. Yeah. Waivers are stupid. The fact that it's a question is stupid. <laughs> but it's like, it is what it is. Well, there's not much to talk about it. Do you I, think he deserves a waiver for this? Tony Stork got one for like that, a dune buggy incident. That is a, that, that's the debate, right? Isn't it? Um, Does Chase yeah. Elliott deserve a waiver? For him putting himself... And that... Well, this kind of goes into, you know... Accepting the consequences of your actions, right? So, if NASCAR, mm-hmm. for some reason, doesn't grant their most popular driver a waiver... Um, the first time they would have ever done that... Not give a driver a waiver... It'll never happen. Should he <laughs> it, just accept the consequence? I mean, yeah. You know, but... Yeah. I... I think they probably should just give him one. Like it doesn't matter. They will because it would I mean, be it'd be well it'd be too if, much of if a. They're, if they're gonna give Tony Stewart one for what happened that one year, I think it was 2016, 15, then yeah, they should just be consistent, and keep doing it. This is a very similar situation. Yeah. It if they're going to um if they're going to keep doing what am i even trying to say sorry my house is going crazy i lost my train of thought chase elliott oh you're good something yeah so yes or no just let's leave it at that then we can move on oh yes because it would be too much of a controversy if they didn't you know what i mean okay it'd be too much of a controversy if they didn't and like honestly chase elliott he deserves a waiver he didn't break his leg on purpose like it was an accident. And, but I think there is an argument to be made yeah. where, like, if he can't come back until, like, you know, three races to go to the playoffs, and, yeah. like, no. That'd be kind of And that's where it's, like, should they have gotten rid of the top 30 rule? Because mm. then you yeah. can give him a waiver, but if he only comes back with 10 races to go in the regular season, he's going to have to really haul butt to get those points, right? So that's why, that's yeah. honestly why, like, where it's, like, I kind of wish that top 30 rule was still a thing. Um, yeah, but that's fair. What difference does it really make? Um, much. Yeah. Should we should we talk about NASCAR Las Vegas? There's not much to say, to be honest. It was. But a, we can talk about it. It was a very tame race. Um, with a God, it was quintess quintessential NASCAR. So IndyCar had you know great racing, season opener that we didn't expect. F1 and NASCAR did exactly what we expected them to. NASCAR has a race. 
you know, it was it was cold apparently. Um it was okay. Um there's some battles. Yeah. Um there was some action. Um, you know, the Logano Kislowski Bush spent were were Logano spun because they were going three wide. That was fun. Um because <laughs> you could not get three more aggressive or just like I don't know if aggressive is villainous drivers. Kislowski, Bush, Logano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all three, I'm pretty sure, have wanted to fight each other or have fought each other. Like like Kislowski yeah. and Logano. It's a love triangle. It's a instead it's a of hate a love triangle. triangle, it's a hate triangle. Like Kislowski well, and yeah. Logano are going to get into it at some point now that they're not teammates. I can't wait. I can't wait for I that day. Wait. I gotta get my tickets to Martinsville for whenever that happens. Um but uh. anyways, so that was actually really cool because that was probably the best case scenario that could have happened with them going three wide. Um Hendrick dominated. Mm-hmm. Byron led like how many laps? Like a hundred something? Um yeah. But Larson was leading that last stint, had the race all locked up. Did he pass on pit road or something? Or on a restart? I think it was um, at stage two. At the end of stage two, we got the lead. From the pits? I think so. Cool. Yeah. So and I, then Byron I mean, gets it back in that late restart. Yeah, so Larson yeah. had control of the race. Eric Amarola sneezed. They throw the caution. Um, Yeah. Like, literally, he sneezed, they so, threw the caution. When that caution came out, I had no reaction. It's like, well, of course. We're going to have overtime. I'm of just so like, sick of so them. Unfazed. I'm just so sick of it. Honestly, Over overtime. It's not fun. It's no. not... Like, all we did was get... Instead of Kyle Larson winning the race, it was his teammate that dominated the race. What happened? What? Why did we yeah. change the result for no reason? Yeah, did did this add anything to the race? I really no. don't. So. It added Alex. It added ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it added That's ten minutes. That's all it added, Alex. That all it added. That's ten less minutes of post race coverage. Thanks. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I. I don't know. The story could have been. Really I just find William Byron so uninteresting. Maybe that's just my bias. Any race he wins is the most uninteresting race ever. Besides that one Daytona race he won. But even that, that was anticlimactic. He wins anticlimactic races. That's what it is. He's the new Truex. He is the new Truex, isn't he? Yeah. Huh, you're right. He won that Homestead race. I was good, though. Okay, fair enough. I take back what I said. But yeah. No, I, I just, see what you're saying, yeah, though. He I just find is him. They don't even put... They they took him out of the rainbow car because probably because gays... Liberty threw a fit. Imagine, though. Alex, that's realistically a thing they probably could have said, though. That's not why, probably. but that's realistically a thing. They're probably like, um, we don't really like how you're, you have a rainbows on your cars. So <laughs> can you make it, like, white and black instead? So Exalt is like... <laughs> Okay, no more gays. Why would they do that? They got bought by the. What happened with that? Is that like another brand of Exalta or something? It's it's another Exalta owned brand. Is it like the Raps? Is it Raptor Raps or something? It's Raptor. Yeah, I don't know if it's Raps. I think it's It's Raptor though, because it was like um. No, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. It's it's owned by Exalta is the point and they, i don't think they're running a flame car i don't think they're running a colorful a rainbow car they ran for a few years 
I think it was just the Raptor car, which was made by uh, Noah Sweet, Lefty Designs. Yeah, Slay. But it's yeah. a great paint scheme. I love the highlighter yellow. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's just, just like cool it's a cool paint scheme. It's I just love it. like, but I I do miss yeah. I do miss the regular Exalted. Car. I I you know. I think what I want to see from the Raptor car, replace the white with the silver. I think then I'm on board with it. Mm. Ooh, Noah. Mm. I got to hit up Noah Sweet. Well, I mean, I don't think he has control what co- the colors can be, but no, imagine I'm sure for the all-star. No. Ima- oh, I got to tell him this. Imagine for the all-star race, it's silver, black, and yellow. Ooh. Just give me the That'd cobalt cool. Jimmy Johnson. Oh, God. Ooh. <laughs> Who? First, so team, first team. First team. To throw back to that, I'm going to give them something. I don't know what. But the first team to throw back to that paint scheme, I don't know what I should give them. I love that paint scheme, the Cobalt one. Um, should we talk about the one, two, three Hendrick finish? Yeah, and just the kind of... I heard Jeff Look talking about this on the teardown. It's just like, is the parody of what we had last year over? And it's like, you know, duh. Of course it is. Right. Um... Yeah, B- but we had other concerns, kind of about the quality of racing yesterday, and you know, going into Phoenix, yeah, we have a I, new short track package. Oh, we didn't mention that. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll mention that in a minute. Um, but yeah, so I think Hendrick. I mean, they were having they were having success, you know, last year. Chase Elliott was the fastest guy. Kyle Larson was starting to win again at the end of the year. Um, yeah, but seeing Bowman run good, that's important. I think he was kind of lacking a little yeah. bit of performance and. Seeing Byron win races, it's, I mean, he won races early last season. It's mm-hmm. more, you know, that 2014 needs to get through the summer stretch. Um, that's what really, um, but also they need to pick it up, right? Cause Chase Elliott's not there right now. Right. And you know, Kyle Larson, yeah. he can perform, but I think the 24 team, there's going to be extra, maybe literally extra kind of emphasis on that 24 team, I think. Um, and there should be cause William Byron, he's in, he's sure. been in cup for, what this is his sixth year right like it's crazy he needs to so crazy he needs to start being in the talk for the championship i think um we're getting so old i mean when he was in trucks yeah well here's the thing chase elliott wins the championship in his fifth season right so it's like william byron you need to start you need to start making a name for yourself i think as one of the best nascar drivers um especially driving that 24 car driving for hendrick I don't care if you're the third best Hendrick driver. You need to. You you don't want to be the Brian Vickers. You don't want to be the Casey Mears. You don't want to. You know. You don't want to be that guy. You want to. I think this is going to be a very important year because last year was a lot of missed potential um, for him. I think so. We'll have to see. But in in regards to the parody, like this is the second year with the car. I kind of expected the teams have figured it out. They know what to set up now. We predicted in our predictions episode that they probably wouldn't. It could get close if it if they do get the sixteen winners. Um, yeah, like that's it's gonna happen when they learn the, the big teams learn the car better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I um um I see that something something we didn't go back to. I don't have much else to say about the race, but something else we mentioned but we didn't go back to is who was gonna replace Chase Elliott. Oh yeah, yeah, that, um, that, that that's rest the rest of the races. Because I heard some really interesting discussion about that, and I'm like, dude, because it's like the obvious answer is put Josh Berry back in the car, and I think that is a fine solution. Um, mm-hmm. 
to be fair, he's not going to get that much out of the car because what he's still, I mean, he's still a developing driver in my opinion, in terms of, especially at these big tracks, he knows what he's doing at short tracks, but, um, but we have Martinsville and Brist or Richmond and I kind of Phoenix coming up. Right. You know, I I think it'd be it's you almost have to put him in the car for Phoenix and stuff just to see how he does, especially with like you know give him a, a more time, a prep. week, a week to actually kind of prepare for it mentally and otherwise, um, see what he can do. I think that's just an interesting thing because when we talked about Alex Bowman possibly leaving Hendrick, I was like, well, I think Josh Berry has a lot of potential, and I still do believe that. Um, mm-hmm. so. Other names floating around. Um, I heard this on the teardown. Corey LaJoy, like, loaning him from Spire. I just don't see it. I... He has his own sponsors at the 7. I know, like, four years ago, he begged Hendrick for a ride or something. Like, I, I just don't see it. I just think it's weird. That'd be cool, I guess. I just but, think it's weird. Yeah. The interesting answer is Jimmy Johnson. I don't see it. I don't. He's a team owner. I don't think Rick Hendrick would want to give a, another team info. You know, like even if it is Jimmy Johnson, I just don't see that happening. That'd be an easy pick. Yeah, but he's a team owner now. Jimmy I, Johnson I and a Hendrick car, blue a blue and white Hendrick car with yellow accents. That would be cool to see. I would be. I'd love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't see, think it'll happen. Having a final, you know, getting to say bye to the fans actually this time mm-hmm. in a Hendrick car at Martinsville. Mm-hmm. I'm just It'd saying. It'd be cool. It's I, it's I on the table. But also, I want to see Josh Berry in a cup car at Martinsville. So <laughs> top ten. Top. You 10. know what? One Zach. What? I want Jordan Taylor to drive it at Coda. So, realistically, what if they did something like that? And, like, obviously, maybe for owner's point's sake, you want one consistent guy in the car, but also... Right. What if well, you try, try and get a win? What Try if you, and get a win to get in the owner's playoffs at the bare minimum. What if, yeah. what if you turn it into an all-star car, have Josh Berry do the short tracks, put Jordan Taylor in it or someone, or, like, I don't know, like, who's really good at road courses? Like, I don't know. But to get somebody in there... You know, race it, um, race it at, you know, I'm trying to say, race it at Coda, and then maybe, mm-hmm. well, what are the speed? Get a dirt guy for Bristol Dirt, maybe some all star dirt guy. They I don't could. know. I mean, yeah. that'd be kind of cool, and it would kind of drive some hype, but I think it's almost disrespectful to Chase Elliott at that point, <laughs> putting all these, like, <laughs> making it like, yeah, yeah. But they'll probably, honestly, I would. I would bet that they'll put Justin Allgaier in for several races right, if so they don't just keep Josh Berry in. I think Allgaier is a good call, especially if they want a consistent veteran in there. I think That's he's probably they, the best call. That's who they put in when Jimmy got COVID that one time. Yeah. Uh, Allgaier filled in. Yeah. I believe, didn't Allgaier fill in for Bowman for one race, or was it all Gregson? I feel like it was all Gregson. I don't remember. I don't know. I think it was all okay. Gregson. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm sure we'll find out, like, 
Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. I forgot Bowman had the... Not me being like, his his performance fell off at the end of last year. Boy, he wasn't in the car at the end of last year. That's why, because I couldn't remember what he did at the end of last year. I'm like, why do I not remember Alex Bowman doing anything? But he he was the slowest. He was... It was before he got the concussion. He was kind of slacking on performance. Um... But yeah, um, but yeah, that race yesterday, our picks, Kyle Busch, he, hmm, not the same, not the same. Yeah, Joey Logano faded, and then Ross Chastain ran up front all day. So props to you. He ended up falling. He ended up falling a bit. I still got the point with Chastain. uh, That restart, yeah. Kyle Busch fourteenth. That restart. Um, I was getting nervous. And we can talk about overtime all we want. That finish was stupid. I'm sorry. It wasn't. Boy, yeah, we talked I, about it. Um, we, a little, we talked about it a little kind bit. Kind of interesting yeah. that no one else besides Truex stayed out on that last pit stop, but whatever. Yeah. I thought more people would do that. Like, it made could, it less interesting again. I was yeah. like, well, he ain't going to win. I mean, it's easy for us so. to say, but also just like, dude. I mean, I guess it's obvious. If you don't have fresh tires, you're not winning that race. If there's a lot of them, though, you might. I don't know. But that's the thing. It's like so it's like a I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, should we make picks? our picks for Phoenix? I guess so. I got mine ready, but um, I don't really have a backup ready. Right. So hopefully you don't pick it. Um, we're gonna type it in the chat like we did last time. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have mine typed I'm, out. I'm ready. All right. You ready? All right. Yep. Three, two, one. Okay. No. Well, I had a feeling that was gonna happen. <laughs> okay. We both picked Ross so Chastain. Both... Yeah. Um, yeah. Ch- Chastain was runner-up in both Phoenix races a year ago. God. Why do you have to do that? Why do you got to do that? I mean, you, you keep my pick from last week. You're. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest with you. Um. Well, let's figure. I'm gonna pause the recording while we figure this out. Yeah, All right. I'm. I'm ready. I got my pick locked and loaded. Um. Well, not locked and loaded, but I know what I'm gonna put in. I know what I'm putting in. Um, let's see. All right. Um, Alex, I have my pick typed out. You go ahead, type yours out. I'm very excited. Right. Um, I'm very confident in this okay. pick. I don't know who you're picking. I'm very confident but in this you pick. You were hyping this up in our little I'm, break. Okay. Alex, I'm cooking something. I'm cooking something. You ready What's to see what cooking? I'm cooking? Let's find out. Three, two, yeah. one. Oh, I knew okay. you were going to pick Joey Logano, you gay. You're gay. You are so gay for picking Joey Logano. It's in the title. It's in the title. Of the you podcast, are literally so gay for picking Joey Logano. I picked Kevin Harvick. There's okay. only one person that has a better average finish in the last six races at Phoenix than Kevin Harvick, and it's Joey Logano. Obviously, yep. won there last That's season. Why. <laughs> he got you. Yeah, and I had a feeling you were going to. So Kevin Harvick. Here's the thing about Kevin Harvick. I don't necessarily expect him to get a win next week, but. He's he's going to finish fifth. He's going to finish sixth. He's going to finish up there. And I know he hasn't won at Phoenix lately, but there's some kind of magic or vibe I'm getting. Fords are normally better on these shorter kind of, um, what's it called? Breaking yeah. tracks, I like to call them. Don't have a lot of confidence in Logano right now, to be honest with you. I'm not feeling Logano. I think Harvick's your guy um, for a top five finish. That's and a good, possibly that's a, good a win. It's his last season. I think there's some magic. I think there's some magic. Um, 
You know, him getting one more win at Phoenix would be really cool. Yeah, so I'm hoping that happens. So Joey Logano is a great pick. I mean, he has so many wins at Phoenix in the past few years, it feels he like. He was unstoppable in the fall. Joey Logano was. Yes. And like Blaney, it probably had a better car at the end, but it's a championship. It's hard to... So, so. Thing, the thing about that, we have a new aero package coming to Phoenix, so we'll have True. to see how that changes things. I will say, me picking Stuart Haas right now, that is stupid. That's why I didn't go with Harvick. Here's the yep. thing, though. Kevin Harvick, he's he's Kevin Harvick. You know what I mean? You know, I, Chase I, Briscoe won Phoenix last year. I'm I was like, oh, not picking that, but he I was, could never pick Chase Briscoe Briscoe's Briscoe right been now. has been awful this yeah. year so far. No. Um, but, and, you know, I think it is a risk that some people might be like, why are you both going with Fords? They've been off this year. I think it's a different... Like you said, different track, different aero package. Um, they changed the nose or something with the Fords this year, and they think that might be why they're struggling a little bit. But you know, we're only two races into like regular races. Yeah, so and this is the first again, it's the early. first shorter track race. It's kind of almost a new season at this point. Like you know, we don't yeah. know what the performance going to be like. A whole new package. Um, so we'll have to see how that works out. I hope I can get a point though. Um, I still have the points lead, but yeah, you've beat me in the two of the races so i'm trying to yep but i have this special vibe about kevin harvick um i knew you're gonna pick logano probably should have blocked it whatever it is we'll what see. it is all right y'all um i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode um let's see how long was this um hour and a half not bad um yeah so guys thank you guys so much for listening um follow us at gay racing pod on twitter and instagram um, follow Alex at New Gaiden. Follow me at Dreamy Zach GP. Um, leave us a rating on Spotify and Apple. It helps us grow the podcast um, so we, that we can get to more people. And of course, um, a retweet would also be very appreciated. Um, you know, we tweet throughout interact the week. Interact with the yeah. Interact with the Twitter account. Even That's just you could spam us with likes. I mean, you know, whatever um, to help us out. If you want to support us, um, and it's free to do all that, so you don't have to give us money. Um, <laughs> And yeah, um, that's really it. And so next week we are going to Phoenix, and that's that's it. Indy cars, you know, we won't see them for a month. F one's not racing. We're gonna we're gonna be at Phoenix, and um, maybe we'll bring up another topic to talk about next week. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, guys. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Have a great week.